Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello everybody, welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Elton. Josh, my friend, video games be video gaming, and it turns out that Fallout 5 is real after all. It certainly is, and officially this time, Todd Howard Ooh. was doing an interview with IGN, and he just outright said that, yep, after <laughs> Elder Scrolls 6, we're going to be making Fallout 5. The 2035? quote was, yes, Elder Scrolls 6 is in pre-production, and, you know, we're going to be doing Fallout 5 after that, so our slate's pretty full going forward for a while. We have some <laughs> other projects that we look at from time time to time as well, but it seems to be that once Elder Scrolls 6 is done in like 2036, <laughs> they'll get on to Fallout 5. Now Scott, oh. Fallout is my favourite franchise, it and is. yet this news just kind of fills me with dread, and I don't want to just be negative, it's just that when it comes to how I like my video games to be announced, to me, this is like anti-hype. Yeah, this is one of the weirdest ways to confirm that one of the most anticipated titles is in production. Obviously there's been a bunch of different rumours and talking points around Fallout 5 for the longest time. It was always going to happen, one of the biggest franchises franchises in gaming. But at the same time, this kind of backfired on them last time. They announced Elder Scrolls 6 with just a logo and the flyover yeah. um, of whatever that region was towards the north of Tamriel. And it was that whole thing of, you guys need more than this. And then I remember Todd Howard being interviewed after Elder Scrolls 6 was announced, and he was like, yeah, it's a ways off. Don't get your hopes up. It's going to be way in the future. And obviously now there's still Starfield to get out the way or whatever first. And then do all of Elder Scrolls, that entire marketing cycle, everything to do with that game. Oh um, and then I also say to Josh last night, we're going to need about a year or so for them to fix Starfield or do whatever <laughs> patches they need to do post-release to Starfield um, or do season plan past stuff yes. as well um, I just I don't know I'm in a weird place with Bethesda and I don't want to be too negative with them but I, I think they are maybe taking on too much or talking about too much yes. all at once in the midst of changing their overall production as they get um, absorbed by Xbox and they kind of need to change their approach to games because they wanted to kick out Starfield this year and Xbox went no it actually needs to be you know pristine and bug tested and not a flaming car wreck like your other stuff so can you delay it and make sure <laughs> so if delays are in the works and I'll keep yammering then maybe that's ah, going to be a 2040 release you, you keep yammering I'll live to hear it <laughs> um, but yeah it might be a, like a long long ways off and I want to clarify that my issue isn't with me thinking that Fallout 5 is going to be bad or anything mm. like that I do have hope for that game it is just the fact that like you said I worry that they're taking on too much and announcing mm. these games too early like we got the first trailer for Elder Scrolls 6 like three or four years ago now it was a while ago and it's still in pre-production understandably 
presumably because they're making Starfield all hands on deck with that mm. but then it's going to be like presumably at least another four years for the Elder Scrolls 6 before that comes out and that's being generous uh, and then presumably another four or five years on top, top of that for oh, Fallout God. 5 like I'm genuinely worried I might be dead before <laughs> Fallout 5 comes out and it's like again I have hope for it when it does release it's just like don't announce it now and kind of keep stringing players along because I yeah. don't think that's worked at all for, for Elder Scrolls 6 and if anything to me it's them learning the wrong lesson from Fallout 4 which mm. whatever you say about that game's quality I thought it was very exciting that they kept their cards close to their chest for so long and then were like Fallout 4 is real it's out mm. in 6 months like that seemed to be like a cool um, cycle mm. and they've now started to do the opposite of that to just go yeah Fallout 5 is real yeah it'll come out I don't know if it was like if they need to get some sort of goodwill back because like for me like I said I'm in a weird place with Bethesda I adore Skyrim I think it's one of the best games of all time it was the last time a Bethesda game truly wowed me um, because I wasn't blown away by Fallout 4 I thought Fallout 76 was an abomination and I've kind of just looked at that team uh, and I used to love their sort of um, you know small team aesthetic their sort of small team mentality scrappy little Bethesda doing what they can you put up with the bugs you put up with the glitches because the ambition is so huge and it's one of those things where I think as time's gone on those um, the bugs and the glitches and the things that you excuse have become less okay overall and we're at this weird space now where they don't see they don't come across like a confident studio I'm sure they are behind the scenes or you want to to hope so Um, however there was that report that just came out I think it was from Kotaku it was um, stating about the way that things are run and this whole thing of the way that Todd Howard runs stuff where he sort of dips in and poops all over a bunch of design ideas and then goes somewhere else and goes oh we should focus on that no we should focus on that and it's one of those things where you know a lot of the reaction to um, Fallout 5 and stuff last night was you know does someone else need to lead the studio like I know Todd Howard came in I think as a coder initially um, and worked his all the way up um, but it's that whole thing of is it maybe time for some fresh blood maybe time for a shake up yeah. maybe time for something other than just Elder Scrolls and just Fallout well you mentioned there um, Bethesda kind of being you know or being perceived as kind of this scrappy underdog studio and they definitely once were but yeah mm. in that Kotaku report it was um, pointed out that you know Bethesda considering the size of their games you know these mm. big AAA open world RPGs mm. have a relative, relatively small team like in comparison to other AAA uh, producers and yeah. studios and stuff and I think that might be part of the problem that when they make a game it's seemingly all hands on deck so it's not like they're going to have two projects going at once it's like we're looking at this one thing and then we'll move on to this next thing and that might make for more cohesive games but it makes for a slower turnaround yeah there's something as well that kind of felt a bit just a bit factory line about just sort of saying, well we're going to do all the scores next yeah, six next of course, yeah. and then we'll have to do Fallout 5 after that and oh god like it's just it's that whole thing of and I don't know if it's because of the, the general sort of overall energy online at the minute in regards to the video game industry and how sort of weirdly scattered a lot of this year has been um, but someone almost inadvertently playing into that and just saying well of course that's what we're going to do next because that's the next big bankable thing and then we'll do the next big other bankable thing straight after that and um, you know some people who have are looking for more variety in the top tier of development um, is kind of just not wanting to know all that stuff right. immediately not want to know that the foregone conclusion the bankable safe thing is coming down the line like you know they used to be Bethesda it was a huge deal when they talked about anything and then this came out and people just went yeah alright a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. I think yeah. you're onto something there. You know, we did a podcast recently on whether video game hype is dead in how it, in comparison to how it used to be. And I look at the announcement for Skyrim, for mm. Fallout 4, I look at the announcement of Fallout 5 and even Elder Scrolls 6, and there's such a huge disparity between yeah. them. It almost feels like these announcements are now more for shareholders than they are for fans or anyone, just to be like, look, have confidence in our company because we have this game coming <laughs> that people are definitely going to like. Mm-hmm. Uh, my big question mark... That's barely a phrase, but my big question mark <laughs> surrounding this whole news uh-huh. is whether or not this rules out any kind of spin-offs in the meantime, i.e. Uh-huh. New Vegas 2, which we have heard rumours about for a little while now. Apparently that might be in early pre-production as well from Obsidian. Mm. If that was a stopgap release, I would be actually be fine with Fallout 5 being so far away. Hmm. But if we don't get any kind of spin-off or stopgap release that is good and not Fallout 76, um, I will be like... 
man, like, why have you announced this now? It is interesting in regards to how they are managing the Fallout IP overall, because Fallout 76 has been saved, let's say. You know, there are NPCs, there are lots of story expansion stuff in there. The pitch just got announced during the Xbox stream. So it seems like if you've stuck with that game, you are eventually being rewarded. It's just that it's years later than when it should have launched, or the state that it should have launched in. Um, but I wonder if that's how they view keeping the Fallout IP active, and whether the, whether the player base for that game represents what a, an average Fallout audience should be, um, or whether it is worth doing something like a new Vegas 2. I think that would be the win. I think that would be the, yeah. the thing to do. Um, I mean, for me, Outer Worlds, like the fundamentals of Outer Worlds, even the face animation when you zoom in and talk to someone looked better than what Starfield looks oh, like. Oh, my friend. To me, um, I just think that that game looked a lot more polished. Obviously, it's way smaller scope. Um, but at the same time, I think that it was it was kind of obsidian going, we can still do this. We, we, can, can, we can flex and still do this. We know what you want. Yeah, we know what you want. And we're going to give you one of them. And as much as that game was sort of hampered by its um, small scope and its weird storytelling and whatever, there was a lot of promise in that game. Um, and I wonder now that they're all under the same Xbox banner, you just give them the Fallout IP again. Yeah. Go, go, they didn't just go do whatever you want. It's going to be like 15 years until Fallout Five. <laughs> literally, don't, something like don't that. Don't verbalize. You'll it, be man. married with kids, Josh Brown, <laughs> before you play Fallout Five. And I think that you divorced with kids <laughs> <laughs> sitting there playing Fallout Five. And um, that's the whole thing. I think you, you sort of um, free up that time, and you go, okay, we're going to need to do something Fallout based that isn't Fallout Shelter on consoles. Yeah. Um, I started on the Switch, I guess. But anyway, and uh, do something like that. So I, I think that's how you keep it alive because what do you actually want from a Fallout 5 considering how much Fallout 4 went down the not down the shooter route but they brought in its software to help with the gunplay yes. and then they minimized all the dialogue options and that's something Starfield's trying to address but does that feed back into Fallout it's a great question know. man like because Fallout even though I really enjoyed Fallout 4 like put over 100 hours into that game like mm. I know I think I definitely enjoy it more than you did yes. um, it did almost feel like a developer having an identity crisis with a franchise yes. like it tried to accentuate a lot of the elements of Fallout that I didn't necessarily already love you know I wasn't a huge fan of the base building mechanics mm. and what have you so hopefully I kind of want to see it go back to its RPG roots and that might sound dumb but although the you know combat was better in full the missions themselves like obviously the dialogue system took a lot of flack at the time mm. I kind of want to see them roll some of that stuff back and go to more considered quests mm -hmm. more considered choices and actually make you feel like you have more agency in the world and not just give you a choice of well you're gonna commit genocide to like two factions <laughs> if you want to get an ending so uh, I don't know what else we got for you you know Hank? the whole thing that was it's it's weird in retrospect because obviously it's been seven years since Fallout, uh, Fallout 4 now um, but at the same time when you look back at it at the time I hated all the now you're in the power armor we're going to start you in what's ostensibly a walking turret sequence and we're going to do this um, stripped down dialogue system the sarcasm button yeah. you never knew what that was going to be and that whole idea the whole fact that there were fan mods in the first week of release restoring the dialogue options so that you knew what to say at the same time um, I think trying to think of it from Bethesda's point of view and they're like okay we have this huge IP everyone knows what Power Armor looks like we've become this iconic recognisable thing Pip-Boy's out there we should do something that gets bigger and gets and brings everybody in yeah. and that was kind of their reach now I don't think they nailed it I thought Fallout 4 was disappointing and whatever but I wonder if that is the same ethos or do they just admit defeat quote unquote it's true but I think that because Fallout 4 still sold like incredibly well yeah. they won't learn those lessons because mm -hmm. why would you look at something that sold really well and was still you know well received yes mm -hmm. it I might not have had the longevity of a Fallout 3 or a New Vegas, certainly not a New Vegas, but it was still well received at the time, you know, for like AE or Metric or whatever, 85, mm -hmm. maybe even higher. Uh, but yeah, I think that they, 
you mentioned something really interesting there that you know they have all this iconography and to me in a lot of ways like Bethesda's Fallout is mostly iconography now it's like well right. we need to have the Brotherhood of Steel in there because yeah. the power armor is iconic we need to have this thing Pit Boys Vaults whatever but <laughs> you're not doing necessarily anything interesting with no. them and it's in contrast to New Vegas which was like right we, we've established this world but let's move it forward let's yeah. do something else with it let's evolve it let's bring in new factions let's uh, look at the old factions that we have in new ways mm -hmm. and it was still Fallout but it was it was it was moving somewhere whereas for as much as I love Fallout 4 it's kind of like he's the Fallout theme park ride and that's fun but the thing is I want something more complex no I remember thinking that with Fallout 4 because it's always indicative of any studio that acquires a, um, a, a, a signature IP like yeah. obviously Blackout Studios were the original Fallout uh, owners and they had a version of Fallout 3 they were going to do Van Buren or whatever before um, Bethesda came in and did their version of Fallout 3 but it is that sort of I remember thinking that with Fallout 4 I was like okay you guys nailed Fallout 3 you sort of brought it into the, into the new world as, as 2008 was and you sort of in terms of how do you then go forward it must be hard having those design beings because it's like well we can't get too far away from what you know yeah. was it like the, the tome that we inherited decrees because we can't get too far away from that and um, whereas like you said like you can applaud obsidian for for finding a way to make a, a new location iconic and make a new game feel identifiable and signature and um, i would hope that bethesda do something more like that yeah but, that's kind of what i see with the fallout 76 expansion the pit as well it's yeah. like hey you remember that fallout 3 dlc that you like that iconic uh, location we're bringing that back it's like right we're going to rely on stuff that we've done before mm. and like i said i just want to see them push it forward that also said if we have to wait 15 years for fallout 5 i absolutely would take a remastered <laughs> fallout 3 in new vegas collection hey you know what I'm saying? i mean i like considering how much work they've done over on xbox to upscale i think everything that bethesda is under the um, bethesda umbrella now i don't think fallout 3 and new vegas have been upscaled and fallout 4 Ooh. has um whatever you can play yeah. various old school fallout games or bethesda um ip better than ever but they could do more with that they could, they could do a lot more with it that's the whole thing it's like how do you take care of the Fallout IP and make it Bethesda's own in whatever direction they were attempting with Fallout 4 whilst making sure you don't pee off the millions of people who came in on Fallout 1 and 2 or even like the um, the feel of Fallout 3. Um, let us know what you think down in the comments below of a Fallout 5. What do you want from the game? What do you think Bethesda will do with it? And what pre predict a year that you think it'll come in? I'm going to go with 2045. I'm going to go with that is outrageous. Don't even It's Bethesda! It I'm going to go with 2033 <laughs> at an optimistic guess. We'll be flying. But anyway, by then, whatever I usually say, let us know down in the comments below. I've been Scott from OrCulture.com. I've been Josh from OrCulture.com. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. It's 9 a.m. It's 9 a.m. Goodbye. We're just innocent men. <laughs> 9 a.m. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.